into it. Wait, wait, wait. We're doing that Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn talk. Nets talk right here on Talking Nets. Brooklyn, we go hard. We go, go hard. Talking Nets. Talk to my Keith McPherson. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Talking Nets. It is Wednesday, November 29th. It's cold. I was on the radio last night. I'm like, yo, we're in it. It's like really cold. Like we're in the winter already. Like I felt like it was just fall. It was a, a warm November. Now we're going into December. But, yo, I mean, I want to see how you guys feel about the Brooklyn Nets. We are um, almost 20 games in. We have a good sample size on what Jacques Vaughn and this team is, what we can expect. And, uh, yeah. What's up, Alex? Come on in. Yeah, I mean, I said at the end of last episode, uh, I I think we need to aim for something like four and two in that six-game stretch, and we're four games in and we're three and one. So, you know, uh, good vibes. I mean, for uh, I, I keep saying all things considered, for the Nets to be nine and eight with the team that they have, beating some of the teams that they've beat, I'll take it. I'm not going to be, um, you know, too hard on a team that like we had no expectations for, too hard on a team that like doesn't really have a star player, doesn't really have the upper echelon talent that you talk about in the NBA that you literally need. Uh, but they're competitive, they hustle, they they play hard. And I think the fans are behind him. The fans are showing up to support this team. Uh, let's start here with Cam Thomas. You know, as I'm mentioning, not having a star player, not having that talent, you know, the vibe for me is like, man, we need Cam back. And not that we just need Cam back, but I want to see the Nets with Cam Thomas back. I want to see the Nets with that true scorer, with the young man that we know can go get 30, even 40 points a night. Um, ben Simmons, irrelevant. I mean, I was talking about Ben Simmons last night on the fan, and I, I've been the same on Ben Simmons since the season started. I told you any thing we get out of Ben is a bonus, right? Don't count on it. Don't expect anything. Don't be looking at Ben Simmons as like, oh, he's back. Oh, he's like the guy has like gotten to the point in his career where he's very injury prone. We're not sure if he wants to play, if he's got that drive and motivation. And there's a lot of guys on the Nets that we can tell have that drive, have that motivation, have that chip on their shoulder. Uh, what do you say about all that, Alex? I'll check the chat to see what people are talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, Simmons is a very important part of what Jock Fung, how, like how he wants to play. I might not – like a lot of people might not agree with it, but he does uh, make other players like more open – he actually like the the one player that I've seen have a, a bit of a dip of form, but it was like on fire at the beginning of the season was Dorian Finney-Smith, and I feel like Ben Simmons got the best out of him, and he still hasn't even played with Cam Johnson, and Cam Johnson's starting to find his groove. Uh, same with Mikael Bridges, and just like the depth in general, adding those two back, especially Cam Thomas, who I think is our best player, uh, you can move someone like. Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie off the bench, and having those two off the bench with someone with someone also like Lonnie Walker, that's that's really deep. So having those having that type of 
depth and having just everyone healthy. And considering that we went three and one, like I mentioned in those games in this stretch without Cam Thomas and Ben Simmons is, is kind of encouraging. Um, uh, we'll get into how those games played out uh, quick. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm just very happy that Cam Thomas is returning soon. Uh, ben Simmons is a question mark, obviously, but he obviously adds rebounding. He adds defense and he adds playmaking. So yeah, I mean, it is a bonus, but at the same time, we know what he is. So, I mean, I don't know the, the exact game that Cam is going to return, but he's on the way. You've seen him. He's got the big throw out. Um, he, he's around the team. He's he's coming back soon. I mean, the next game is Thursday. Uh, it's the 50-year anniversary of hip-hop celebration in Brooklyn. They're giving out um, one of those mini courts that look like the cause City Edition courts, it should be live. And we're playing the Hornets, who they're trash. We should be able to beat them. But um, hit in the chat because we're trying to check the vibe and see what guys are talking about. David, where are you from, bro? David says, what's up? You guys need to do this more often. It's 7 p.m. by me. Hmm. Seven hours ahead. I'm guessing you're in, like, London? Uh, no, England? London's 5 p.m. Uh, it's like 6. So it's even – so, I mean, seven hours? Uh, it's somewhere in Europe. Uh, I just don't know where. I mean, I'm sure he'll tell us in the in the chat. Jared Williams, hey Keith and Alex, what's up, Jared? Appreciate you always popping in. Um, what do you think the Nets need to improve? We'll definitely get there after we talk about you know some of these games and how it played out. Rahala eighty eight, you. Any news on Cam? Yeah, I mean the article that I was reading on Cam uh, from the New York Post yesterday just said you know uh, for the first time in three weeks Nets guard Cam Thomas has a chance of playing uh, Thomas is listed as doubtful right that was it we saw he was doubtful last night and it's like okay he's on the injury report as doubtful um, last week the Nets and coach Jacques Vaughn expressed that Thomas could return to team activities this week I don't think they're gonna rush him I don't think he'll be in this game Thursday but maybe once we get into December um, let's see starting power forward to Cam Johnson was forced out of Sunday's win over Chicago with a right leg cramping. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I didn't get anything else from this article as far as a, re a return date. But as um, long as he, they said that he's doubtful, so uh, that was probably the most encouraging doubtful I've ever seen <laughs> from a Nets injury report. Uh, At least so. a response from Nets fans being like, "Oh, like he's on the injury report, doubtful, but next thing he's yeah. questionable. Next thing he's playing." Yeah, so I think uh, we play the Hornets. I'm pretty sure Thursday, and then we play the Magic, and then and then we're gonna find out how the, uh, the schedule is gonna be filled out next week because there's a big gap. Um, we have a game on the second of December against the Magic, and then the next one's the 11th of December against the Kings. So I just uh, they'll fill it out just because uh, of the in-season tournament. We didn't advance. We'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Oh, there we go. Okay. Will be uh, against the Hawks and Washington again. Those should be two wins. Uh, I actually, man, that game against yeah. the Hawks last week, uh, the yeah. last podcast we did, I was saying we needed to beat the Hawks. We should have beat the Hawks. That one was rough. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Cam will probably be back. My guess is probably against either the Magic or that next game after that. That's my guess. So Brian Lewis from the New York Post writes, the Nets' additional two regular season games will be next Wednesday at the Atlanta Hawks and next Friday at home against 
the Washington Wizards. Obviously, with this new in-season tournament, they're still kind of figuring out uh, all these things. I think all of us are still figuring out all these things. I thought it was interesting to watch last night how teams were chasing the point differential, right? Trying to blow teams out so that they could increase their point differential, which was the tiebreaker. I shouted out Pat Boyle from the fan last night because I saw a parlay he put together where he teased up the spread and got like plus 300 odds. I'm like, why did I think to do that? He hit, he turned like $28 into $1,300, teasing up the spread on the Celtics game. You saw them chasing points. The Knicks versus Hornets game, they were chasing points. Um, I think he parlayed that with like the Bucks and and Damian Lillard. And I was like, the man, ca- you the Cavs as well. They're against the Hawks. I, I yeah, I saw this tweet where it was like all the guys that were all the teams that were chasing certain point differential, they went five and zero on the spread. They all they like have like easily beat the spread so five and oh exactly that, five and oh yeah. in the spread but like doubled the spread and if you, yeah if it you're a gambler close. and you tease that up where the spread might have been minus 10 and you put it up to minus 20 and they clear it there's money there that's yeah that's smart thinking i was like pat boy you got it bro you're you're a smart guy so here's the rest of what Woj posted for the uh nba schedule uh, he he posted, here's the NBA schedule for the 22 teams that missed the quarter final round of the NBA in-season tournament. So you guys take a look at that. Um, like I said, everybody is still kind of figuring this whole thing out. Uh, I, I don't kind of feel any type of way about missing the in- I wanted to obviously, it's the first one. The Nets were competitive against the teams in their group. I obviously wanted it if they could get there, but I don't feel any kind of way about missing out on it. Uh, I feel like the teams that made it are the teams that are supposed to be in it. Like there's no, there's no real shocker or surprise there. And, you know, it kind of went chalk for the first one. Um, I don't know, Alex, I don't know if you agree with that. Um, Yeah. No, I mean, like you can really ask for much. Uh, Those are the teams that made it through. You can really ask for much else than that's could have done. Honestly, like I, I, I'm happy with a three and one record. Obviously it wasn't enough. But, Lost to the Celtics, but like yeah, the Celtics are really I mean, good. They're yeah, they're the favorite to win. If you're looking at, I just put up the graphic. Oh yeah, of the in-season tournament odds. If you're betting on FanDuel, the Boston Celtics are the favorites to win the whole thing, followed by the Bucks, Sacramento Kings. I don't know if you saw the whole Kings Warriors thing last night. I did. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers, Phoenix Suns, the Pelicans, the Pacers, and then New York Knicks were able to steal a wild card. Um, I mean, because they played against some bums, but uh, I yeah, their know. group was really easy. Uh, it was like <laughs> they had the Hornets, they had the Wizards, so uh, I'm not I'm not surprised that they're in it. Good for them. I was talking on the fan last night. I'm like, huh, what if the Knicks actually find a way to win this thing, and then they hoist the first ever NBA Cup trophy? They put a banner up in in MSG, you know, in season tournament inaugural champs. Uh, it's just the jokes right uh, themselves with that. Uh, before we move on, yeah, I absolutely agree with uh, Rahala. Um, again, they need to implement some uh, soccer into this where he said they got to play each other twice, um, which makes perfect sense. And I don't get why they just played it once because that completely like it gives it another team an advantage. Like we played the Raptors and I think we played who was the, uh, the Magic at home. That just gives in a disadvantage to those two teams where, like, 
why can't they play at home again? Like it should be, we should play each other twice, one home, one away. Yeah. So yeah, I, they do I the think home they and home series. That. They do the home and home series. Why can't they do that in the in-season tournament? Yeah, and it would get rid of a lot of tiebreakers. And like there were, four, I think there were four teams that were three and one. So they're they, working they, they things out. Of, it's the first yeah, they'll year. Tweak it. I I think a lot of people hated on the in-season tournament and now have come around on it. But that's what people do with anything. They first see something new and they're like, "This sucks. Why are they doing this? This is stupid. Oh, what are these courts? What is this tournament? What is it for? What do they win?" And then you see it actually play out, and you see the players actually playing hard. You see the yeah. players actually buying into it. The coaches actually buying into it. And you're like, hey, maybe this is good. Maybe this is good for the NBA early in the season. Maybe this is good for the NBA as far as, obviously, money, right? Attention, eyes, getting players to play and not load manage and not sit out. Like, I think I think so far, so good. So uh, let's keep it rolling in the chat. Will Simmons said, Keith, I just ordered the Bridges Cause jersey. Had to. Um, did get the white Basquiat. Because it was on sale for forty five, I gotta take a look at the net shop if they're on sale. The Bosque, the white Basquiat's on sale for forty five. Interesting. <laughs> Rahala said I had to walk away from class to tune into y'all. Yeah, well, you know, we're doing this one a little early. I think we just have things to do, and like that's the thing. We're trying to figure out when we can come together to do the pod and schedule um, these shows. Sometimes it's twelve in the afternoon. Sometimes it's five o'clock. Um, I think once football dies down. And we get more into the winter. Uh, it'll be more regular. And I don't know. We we could probably schedule out like a whole calendar month. I know Big Fan Breezy is trying to come through maybe uh, this week or next. And like I told you guys last week, this is our show. When I say our show, this is just a spot for Nets fans to talk about the Nets without interruption from any other fan bases. And uh, I'm not looking for like journalists or famous people to be on the podcast it's too much of a, a lift and a grind to try and get, you know, um, former NBA players and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I'll i share the platform with, uh, you know, the Nets fans that are in the chat and supporting us. You know, Alex went from producer to hosting the show, and we just come here and talk about the Nets. And like I said, today, with four games that were played since our last pod, I don't want to go through every single game and break down uh, what happened, but we'll just have a general vibe check. And talk about the team. All right. Um, in the chat as well. Um, where did I want to go? I just the chat, the chat fills up so fast, and then I go back and I miss. Uh, I think Ramon. Yeah, Ramon Castro, my guy. What's up? He said, Hello, Cam Thomas should be good for tomorrow or Saturday. Uh, I think they give him another day. I think they, it's like, I don't know. I would say Saturday. I, I, don't I would think say Saturday. Yeah. I don't think he's back tomorrow. I think I think Saturday, maybe maybe because i keep i kept thinking december and saturday is december uh what else in the chat what else in the chat uh make sure you guys hit like subscribe all of that if you want to leave a voicemail 929-500-1003 um other than that just leave your questions in the chat and we'll keep rolling through the chat so um i guess we'll hit the scores right yeah, we'll go backwards. Last night, Raptors, Nets in Brooklyn in season tournament game. The the Nets handle business. They defeat the Raptors one fifteen one hundred three. Sunday, the Nets hosted the Bulls in Brooklyn. 
beat them 109 118 the bulls are our pals the bulls suck they they cooperate they lay down they're awful uh, they're they're, they're so terrible. bad um i mean the miami heat uh they they've played us now three times so the yep. miami heat roll out there with their b squad um they're starting kyle lowry josh richardson thomas bryant uh jaime vasquez like we were able to beat them good whatever pad the uh the win column and yeah the last podcast we did was on the night of that hawks game where the nets lose in overtime 147 145 and that one was tough because mikhail bridges goes off for 45 uh spencer dinwiddie had 26 let's talk about spencer dinwiddie and mikhail bridges now um with spencer dinwiddie i know a lot of y'all he he grinds your gears like you just some of y'all just don't like him. You just don't like watching him. He it's a great relationship with him. I just don't know how to. Fur- I just don't know how to put it. Like the, it's just like it, it. Him, he complains all the time to the refs. Saying, yeah, like, that's annoying. Like, and one thing, and then you know, but like you can't like deny that like you know he he's been a fan favorite. Um, for a lot of fans, I mean, ever since he joined the team, like he's sorry, he broke out in the 17-18 season, then became, like, our sixth man in the 18-19 season. So, I mean, and it was good to have him back. Uh, I, I I wish KD played with him, but, uh, I mean, we Didn't won't come back it. that year. Remember that? Yeah. We were all, Spence is going to come back. Spence is going to come back. They were waiting on him to come back like Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I'll give Spencer his props and his credit because he's doing this in the absence of Cam Thomas. Like, He's stepping up scoring and trying to lead the way because we're without Cam and we're without Ben Simmons. So, like, we've seen Spencer play different roles, and he knows he can be this guy. Um, and I think he's relishing in it. He loves it. He enjoys it. Now, Mikael Bridges is, is a guy that has been vocal about fans getting on him, has been vocal about his role and trying to find his way in the system and whatnot. And he's doing it. Like, the night that he dropped 45 and had 10 rebounds, there was a stat that he joins Kyrie, KD, and Vince Carter as the only Nets with 45-10 in a game in the 21st century. Um, he he turned into a star that night. He looked like a star that night. And I, I'm not mad at the guy. He's he's trying. Um, he can't be what everybody wants him to be right away. I, I just never looked at him as a one. I never looked at him as a superstar. Um, but I guess people think that he's got to be that for the Nets. He's doing what he what he can. Uh other than that, you know, moving through these games, even last night's game, let's look at the box scores. Can I pull – I'll pull up the box score from, from last night. I just don't want to go – I don't want the podcast to be going through four different games. It, it just never plays well and never sounds good. Go go for it, Alex, while I pull up the uh, box score from last night's game. Yeah, um, I was just looking in the chat, and Jared was saying he thinks that we're better without Ben Simmons. Um, and I can see why you say that just because it's been a while since we've seen him and that we've been winning the past few games. But his added defense, his playmaking, it gets he gets open shots uh, for other players. Um, I uh, It just happens that we that I saw I saw a stat and whenever we play a team at whenever we go up against a team on the day uh, and if they're 500 and above or sorry, 500 and below, or below 500, we're actually undefeated. Uh, so we actually are able to beat the teams that we're supposed to beat, 
we just can't play up to the standard of like a team like the Celtics or. And know, that's tough, bro. That's tough yeah. because the last few years watching the Nets, you felt like you had the star power and the talent to compete with anyone in the league. So it's just a, it's just a switch. Um, you know, this season watching these guys play, there's veterans, they're scrappy, whatever, but we know, we ultimately know they're not going to play with the upper echelon in the league. Uh, they need something else. All right. So the one game we will talk about is last night's game. Um, the Nets get it done. Speaking of Spencer Dinwiddie again, 23 points last night, Mikael Bridges, 22 points last night, uh, 10 rebounds. Spencer almost had 10 rebounds, had nine. Um, Nick Claxton with 15 points. Cam Johnson with 18 points. Cam Johnson's another one that I know you guys like talk down on, but ultimately, like, he's a serviceable guy. You know, take the contract out of it. Royce O'Neal last night, 18 points. Royce O'Neal with six made threes and daggers when you need them. I mean, it is what it is. Lonnie Walker, uh, only seven points, not what we're used to seeing from Lonnie off the bench. I feel like Lonnie is, is I don't want to say he's hurt, but it's just like, He's playing through injuries. Um, he had the knee issue, but he's not going to miss any time. He's just going to push through it. Dorian Finney-Smith, you heard Alex talk about him earlier and how he felt like, you know, Ben Simmons got the most out of him. Um, early on in the season, we were looking at Doe like, yo, we're getting Dallas Mavericks, Dorian Finney-Smith. Like, you know, he's really stepping up. But it's a team game. These guys find a way to win. They beat the Raptors. And... Uh, the in-season tournament they miss out on, but they're nine and eight with a winning record. Uh, go for it, Alex. As I go back to the chat and see what they're talking about. Locate, locate. It's a bit of a blessing in disguise for us to be out of the in-season tournament because look at the two teams that they matched up. Like they match up for us, the Hawks and the the Wizards. Like those, those should be should be two wins. I know we said last time we should beat the Hawks, but I think by that time uh, Cam Thomas will be back, so that's another added weapon. Um, and I think the Hawks, they're, they're just so weird. Like they either, they score a lot, but they give up like they're, they're terrible defense. Uh, we just need to be a lot more locked in on defense. I just, uh, uh, I read, or I saw, um, it was either post-match interview or pregame where Jacques Vaughn talked about sort of like his defensive scheme where he's willing to let uh three pointers go down or at least three pointers shoot for the other team but it's just crash the glass because we actually lead the league in rebounds which is unheard of coming from the next fan yeah because everyone's just in the paint like it's, it's five against one so we just sort of like that's what happened against the people Bulls have dogged sean quarter. marks for years for not addressing the rebounding and we didn't even but, think it was addressed yeah, it's just and... that jacques vaughn sacrifices a lot of three-pointers and i i mean i don't i get it but at the same time like it, it, there's no balance like we, we're either amazing at rebounding or we're just going to give up like 15 to 20 made three-pointers a game and it's just going to be like does this team if if the team has their shot that night we'll probably lose if they don't we'll win so it's just like you just have it's kind of like hoping for the best type of situation and where I mean, we, we're doing well on rebounding, but it's just that we're leaving everyone, everyone uh, in the paint. So uh, that's what happened in the Bulls in the first uh, in the first uh, quarter. Like, we were down by 25 in the first quarter, and then the Bulls became the Bulls again after that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the game scheme that Jacques Vaughn's going. 
with. So David, who said that it's 7 p.m. where he is, he's in Israel. Okay, yeah. Is, he that, says, that, that I'm from sense. New Jersey yeah. studying in Israel. That makes perfect sense. Uh, what else? So I feel like people are split on the tournament, right? Jared Williams, I don't really care about the in-season tournament. It's not my favorite. Will says, I really wanted to advance in the tournament. So that's good. I mean, you know, you're going to have different opinions on it. It is what it is. Um, trying to keep moving forward uh, on similar things that people said. Nets are, shout out, shout out to Jean. Uh, Nets are the uh, hub for talent. I wish we had a better vision for this team moving forward. I, as fans, I wish we knew more about like where this team was headed going forward. I think that's cloudy, right? It's hard to you know, feel so confident about things when you're just like, well, one day we're going to trade for somebody. Um, I had a caller last night ask about the rookies that were drafted and like, why don't they play? And I'm like, I would lean into the fact that Jacques Vaughn is a former player, veteran, head coach, and like he leans on veteran players and those guys can't crack his rotation. I mean, in the beginning of the season, Lonnie Walker hadn't cracked his rotation. Lonnie Walker, I think, is 24. He obviously should be in there. Harry Giles can't crack the rotation. Um, Trendon Wofford plays. Uh, Amani Brooks had you know one big game, but like I just think that Jacques Vaughn trusts certain guys and doesn't trust others. Uh, let's see. Will said New Orleans is a shocker. Not to me, bro. New Orleans is not a shocker to me. Like they've they've been a playoff team and they have superstar. Um, yeah, Rihala already said we got to play teams twice. Um, let's see this guy in the black hat that his name's Alex this guy in the black hat says Cam Thomas is the best on the team what he he's just a good scorer the object of the game is to score all in the <laughs> I mean like if I don't know who he thinks is that he my guess is probably Mikhail Bridges thank you Rahala. I do have a name uh but yeah I mean like Mikael Bridges, I guess you, you want him to put as the best player on the team, I guess, sure. But I just think Cam Thomas has a much higher ceiling. And before right. his injury was playing better than Mikael, I, I guess now this, that – I, I know Mikael like now dropped 45, but – This yeah. team is different as soon as Cam Thomas steps on the floor. When you need a bucket, that guy can go get you a bucket. It's it's That's what we're all waiting for, right? Like we're yeah. waiting for him to return and see how they ship. Um, let's see. Also, some ratings versus the NFL at this time of year. I, I don't know if you're talking about the in-season tournament. I, he, I think he's talking about the in-season tournament where but it's it, just kind of like, you know, it's mixed with the NFL so that, like, it increases ratings so that if it was just a regular season, like if it was last season, there wouldn't be as much ratings. So I think in-season tournament helps It's with smart. That, so. Man, I've yeah. talked about this a bunch on the radio. I'm like, they're, they played these games on Tuesdays and Fridays on purpose. You'll never see an NFL game on a Tuesday or a Friday. You just won't. And that's why they put these in-season tournament games in. Um, I'll get the schedule for the in-season tournament um, in, in Vegas coming up. Um, also, like the, there's one thing that they need to tweak where the the final doesn't count towards the regular season, but the quarterfinals and semifinal does. Like that, that doesn't make sense to me. So Monday, which they will go up against Monday Night Football, you'll have the in-season tournament quarterfinals, the Celtics. Let me see if I can just screenshot this and put this in here, uh, and then I'll read it out loud for everybody. Uh, I I can't hate on the NBA. Like there, I I can appreciate craftiness. I can appreciate new things. Like, 
I always say evolve or dissolve. If you stay the same in any business, especially entertainment, if you think you can just keep doing the same things forever, you will cease to exist, right? I use the example of, of Blockbuster on the radio all the time. Blockbuster should have been way ahead of the game. And what happened to them? They dissolved. They disappeared. Uh, I used to work at MTV like nine years ago. And I was a digital person at MTV doing social media. And they were so stuck on linear television. And I'm like, television is dying. People are cutting the cord. People want on-demand stuff. They want streaming. Streaming. There is, there is no tune-in. These kids don't care about TRL anymore. They don't care about watching a brand new episode at 8, 9 Central. I'm like, you got to chop this stuff up and put it on YouTube. Put it on Facebook. Put it on Instagram. And they're like, no, drive tune-in. We want everything to be you know, driven to tune-in. I'm just like, it's not like... That's not the way of the future. And now, like, who cares about MTV? No one. Um, the VMAs went from being at Staples Center and Madison Square Garden to now they have it at Prudential Center. You know, no knock to Prudential Center. Shout out to the Devils. Yeah. But, like, they've, they've fallen off. J, J. Cole said, I never did the VMAs. I, I, I'm not in need of praise. Like, who's pulling up to the VMAs now? Nobody. M MTV, that used to be the Super Bowl. I remember working the VMAs at MTV, and they said, this is our Super Bowl, all hands on deck. We would work into the night. I remember staying at a hotel in the city because I worked the VMAs until like 2 a.m., and they disappeared. They they fumbled the bag. MTV had their, their pulse, uh, their finger on the pulse of pop culture. They disappeared. So the NBA is not going anywhere ever, but they got creative. They got crafty with this in-season tournament. So Monday, December 4th, the NBA in-season tournament will feature the Celtics versus Pacers at 7.30. They'll go right up against Monday Night Football. They don't care. The, Pel the Pelicans will play the Kings at 10 o'clock. That'll be uh, towards the end of Monday Night Football. They don't care. I'll be on the radio after that. We'll be talking about it for sure. Now, Tuesday, they have no comp. Knicks versus Bucks. I'll definitely be watching that. I, I can't wait to see it. Suns versus Lakers. Definitely be watching that, too. 7.30, 10 o'clock. So, See, they've, they've got the East Coast slated at 7.30, the West Coast at 10 p.m., and uh, the, or West Coast teams. And then Thursday, it'll be the semifinal, TBD. And the final will be um, Saturday, December 9th. It's coming up. I, I'm interested to see how it looks, how it plays out, who wins. You've got players like the Knicks, like Josh Hart and Emmanuel Quickly were talking about what they were going to do with the bread. And they were saying, like, I think Josh Hart was like, oh, that's a new watch, like, He's already planning on buying a new watch. So I'm like, cool. Um, speaking of the radio and talking about the radio, David says, Keith, I miss your KM to AM show on the fan. The time difference is too hard. The pod, the pod, the pod. I'm tired right now. If you're watching this, you probably saw me yawn like three times, bro. Like I always tell everybody how like I have a baby. So when I come home, <laughs> I come home at like 2.30 and my son can wake up at any time in the middle of the night. He does. He wakes up every hour, every two hours crying uh needing something and i wake up and tend to him so i'm never really sleeping i would not stay up to listen to one single human being on the radio till 2 a.m that's why i appreciate people that rock with me like that like i have legit people that are fans supporters that like ride with me that are listening live till 2 a.m but you don't have to do that the same way this is podcasted all of my radio shows the producer that's producing my show is putting them on the podcast, Alex has produced my show. Like every hour goes to the podcast for people that are in a different 
time zone or just like to prioritize their sleep. You got to sleep, yo. You got to sleep. So um, appreciate y'all, man. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, more just vibes uh, in the chat. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was just going to bring up a question. Someone said, will the Nets be able to book, resign both Dinwiddie and Claxton or will they have to trade one of them? I've always been on the train of resign Claxton and either trade Dinwiddie before the deadline. But now what I've seen from him, I think he could be useful if we're trying to push for a playoff spot. So maybe try and do a sign-in trade um, during the offseason. I would not re-sign him. I just think it would just completely, like, it, we would not be flexible at all to sign other players. I would actually rather re-sign Lonnie Walker because uh, he's younger. He's comfortable coming off the bench. Uh, and Claxton, I think that would just be – having that homegrown player – someone that you drafted and re-signing him, that's just like, it just feels good. You know, having him, having Cam Thomas uh, going, to, uh, and even Mikhail Bridges too. I know he's not, he did, we didn't draft him, but uh, I feel like those three trying to build around them and then probably, and hopefully Lonnie Walker. Uh, I, I I don't think Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie is going to be costing a decent amount. Like he's probably going to cost, uh, Maybe not as long term as Claxton, but I'd probably say around eighteen million uh, is my guess. Maybe even twenty. Uh, so yeah, I I would I would keep Claxton. I, I don't know. There's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people that like. I was texting one of my friends like last week. He's like, I'm in the, the train for trading Claxton because he's gonna want a lot of money. I'm like, why don't you pay it like that? If you want to be a big team, you he's your guy. Money. Yeah, he's your guy. And honestly, think about the Nick Claxton saga. And how much he has matured and changed as a person and player that we can rely on. He's our guy. You want to have homegrown guys. You want to have guys that you drafted, you developed, that are yours, stay. We're not going the way of selling our soul again to, uh, you know, the superstars that want to come in here and be the GMs and be the face of the franchise and run everything and bring their friends in. Like, they're, they're, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you they're not doing that again. Joe Sy owns this team. He trusts Sean Marks. We have to trust Sean Marks. And I just believe that they're going to do this in a certain type of way in drafting guys, developing their own guys, and maybe bringing in um, one or two guys here and there. So uh, what else did I see in the chat that I wanted to bring up? Rahala, Spence got to pay that that Royce in-season in tournament lit. I'm not sure what that means. Pay Got to pay that Royce? Paying Because Royce O'Neal is on an expiring deal? I don't know. Or maybe a Rolls Royce. Does he have one? I would say. Oh, 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 with- oh, I remember. Uh, no, he, cause he brought up the tournament money prize and he's like, that might pay for my Rolls Royce. Oh, the 500, was- the 500K. Royce I, O'Neal. Okay, I got it. I got it. What's up? Jeremiah says, Brooklyn. Will, Will Simmons still uh, politicking on the, on the sales of the jerseys. Models, they fell behind and had to go slow to online sale oh, that that's the same type of thing i thought yeah, you were talking about where to get a 45 dollar basquiat jersey models they fell behind and had to go slow to online sales open too many stores they yeah, were stuck toys are us too so yeah, like that's another good we, example so like like we have so many examples of i mean major league baseball did this like <laughs> i worked at major league baseball in the fan cave and there was a point in time where Major League Baseball didn't allow fans to clip their content and put it on the internet. You couldn't even make a GIF. You couldn't take any of their highlights because they thought that, like, you were stealing the rights to their – it was so stupid. So they fell behind. 
Meanwhile, the NBA is like, yeah, go ahead, do what you want. NFL's like, sure. Like, take our content and 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 post it and make your podcast and make your 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 channels. Look where they're at. Let's see. The NBA is trying to compete with the WWE in viewership with the in-season tournament on Monday and Tuesday this week as well. That might be true. I, I'm I'm not a big WWE guy. I was when I was like 11. Um, I really haven't watched. Uh, do, do they do that's, they pull in numbers? Do they pull in numbers? I know I know like CM Punk just came back or something like that. Yeah, do they that's pull in numbers that, like, that rival Rob, the NBA. That's something that Robin would know. Uh, he was big, he's big on that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Robin Lumberg. I got to reach out to Robin and bring him back on the pod. Um, and shout out to uh, my guy Hudson Flynn. He's got to lay low right now because a lot of people think he looks like Josh Giddy. You do not want to be walking around right now with people thinking you look like Josh Giddy, bro. <laughs> you do not want to be him. You do not want to be mistaken for him right now. The, the feds is watching. The feds are out there looking for Josh Giddy, looking for a little girl that Josh Giddy was with. A report just came out that Josh Giddy's um, or that the girl's family they're not cooperating with the investigation on Josh Giddy. How crazy is that, though, while I, while I brought it up? Because people used to say that in the chat all the time, that Hudson looks like Josh Giddy. <laughs> Yo, Josh Giddy, they put him on the Summer Jam screen over the weekend. They had this man at, like, a high school dance or, like, some type of, like, like grinding with the girl. They showed this girl, post him on Snapchat. It's like, these are little girls, bro. I, they had this girl's like yearbook picture, something like Newport High School. Now there's something that just came out about he was he was pulled <laughs> over speeding in that area. I'm like, damn, this dude is still playing though. He's still out there in the NBA. <laughs> Rahala said Hudson out here wilding. Like, bro, Hudson is like Hudson is a legit like six four with the same fro. Giddy's a little taller than him, but you know people don't know from the TV or whatnot. Somebody might see him and be like, yo, that's Josh Giddy. Hey, get him. Scott Hansen to catch a predator. He's right there. He's right there. But, yeah, um, that's wild, bro. That's wild that uh, this is a Wander Franco situation for my baseball fans in the chat. Yeah. You know what happened with Wander Franco. They got him up out of there. Like, as soon as there was even a, like, a Snapchat picture of this young girl wearing Wander Franco's chain, zoop. They took him off the field. You haven't seen or heard from him since. And uh, I think Pedro Gomez reported that, like, oh, there's multiple girls. There's more than one young girl. So if Josh Giddy is like that, too, man, I saw them put an AI-generated picture of Josh Giddy and Carl Malone passing the torch to him. <laughs> so much. Uh, this is where we're at in, in 2023 going into 2024. I was on air talking last night about, you know, for the hockey fans, Connor Bedard and Corey Perry and the rumor that the Blackhawks cut Corey Perry because he got caught banging Connor Bedard's mom. There was like a mom's yeah, weekend or something yeah, for the team. And they like hooked up. And oh my God, I'm just like, yo, the internet is crazy. The rumors are too much. It's like, Everybody is guilty until proven innocent because the internet can run with things. And um, <laughs> my boy Joel likes the conversation where we went. He threw us 99 cents like, yo, keep going with this. Keep going with this. <laughs> like, uh, right now we got the Josh Giddy scandal. We had the Wanda Franco scandal. We got the Connor Bedard scandal. 
Uh, and I even threw in Nestor Cortez, which is not a scandal. Shout out to my boy, Nasty Nestor. But like Nestor Cortez posted on his Instagram or his girl posted on Instagram pictures from their wedding. And yeah, so they got married. Pe- people, people, yeah, but people start to come out there and say, where's Judge? You know, where's some other players? Oh. Where's Garrett Cole? Like, how come these guys aren't in the, like, it's like, bruh, like, you can't, sometimes you can't make weddings. Sometimes you have other engagements, especially these guys, they're high profile. But like people are reading into it, like people are reading into it, like oh, um, oh, they must have beef. They must not really be friends. Like what? All right. Oh, I, I sorry, I, I John, I, I, I love, I like, I want to be friends with you. Where, where is Nick Fredelski? Oh, <laughs> like what a, I, what a comment. Like, he like is isn't isn't didn't he get fired? If is Nick, he no, he got years? moved. Nick Friedel, Nick Friedel he, got moved because once KD left. No need to have him in Thank Brooklyn. Thank God, I hate. That. I think I he actually, actually like... went to to Phoenix. I thought. I think they moved him off the Nets beat. ESPN is is shisty like that too. I used to be on Nick Friedel's back on Twitter. Pause. I used to be on his neck. Pause. I used to be getting at him. Um. Now, now Nick Friedel's Twitter just says journalist. So maybe they they let him go. But I, I'm pretty sure once KD left, they moved him out of Brooklyn. Yeah. Now this it doesn't guy, say like... ESPN. It doesn't say anything. It just says this journalist. Guy was, yeah, Nick Friedel was just. Uh, I don't know if you so saw what corny. Jason Kidd. I don't know if what you saw what Jason Kidd said last night. Um, Tim McMahon asked him about like Luca and Kyrie's like, you know, like relationship on the court and off the court. And then Jason Kidd like went off at him. Like he was saying like, yeah, they're two of the most clutch players. But since this year we're playing well, you guys should write some good shit instead of like not writing some bad stuff. And, like, I just want you to be positive. Yeah. J kid. And knows. Nick Fidel was only negative. J kid knows like, yo, these people are searching for drama. They're searching for clicks. They're searching for articles. You just mentioned the Mavericks. How about uh, Mark Cuban? He supposedly bought his stake in the Mavericks for 285 million. He just flipped it for 3.5 billion, man. I could only imagine. I was talking about how uh, Frank Wright, who got fired from the Carolina Panthers, they're paying him $25,000 a day to go away. Bro, I just, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever paper touch like that. I don't know if I ever, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get that type of bread. I dream. I mean, look at, look at uh, Josh McDaniels and what his buyout was when he got fired, too. Him and John Gruden. I mean, the Raiders are oh. paying them hundreds of million, a hundred million. John Gruden and and uh, Josh McDaniel to not help, to go away, to not be associated with the team. That's nuts. All right, Joe, we're wrapping this up. But uh, thanks for coming through. Oh, actually, I gotta play the voicemails. What am I saying? Um, let's see. I think, I think Big Fan Breezy hit us with one, and we got another one. So let's play. Let's play the voicemails, and then we're out. Uh, Alex, you can hit anything else in the chat you want to hit. And then we'll wrap this one up. Uh, I mean, yeah, just like I, I think we can go back to talking nets. Um, but uh, yeah, go back. We to should make that a segment, though. Title. I think there was a part, there was a point in time in talking nets where we did go around the association, around the NBA, and hit other things because, like, it all it's all relevant. We're all NBA fans. We're Nets fans. Yeah. But I, I think I when when talking nets started, I used to say like. I'm a Nets fan, but I'm an NBA fan. I root for players. I watch the whole league. And you can't just be a Nets fan in the past because the Nets had a lot of misery. The Nets were super mid. It was like 
you can't just be a diehard Nets fan and block out the rest of the league. You got to be paying attention to the rest of the league. Yeah, I mean, the in-season tournament, I think, was a success. Obviously, I think they should make a few tweaks with it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think – uh, getting Cam, Th- uh, Cam Thomas back will make us more enjoyable. Uh, I think we're the nine seed right now, which is kind of where I expected us to be. I think we'll be an eight or nine seed uh, throughout the season. Uh, let's just hope we got, don't get any injuries, please. Basketball gods, like I just, I just want to stay we, healthy. We've had enough injuries. That's that's been the whole start of this next season. So, yo, what up, Pete? Happy holidays. What up, talking Nets? I'm saying, uh, I was just calling to say that. Uh, McCown, but you think Cam Thompson can be consistent, then, you know, maybe they could be a top 15 goal, but I didn't think that Cam Thompson would be this essential in the beginning part of the season, and I thought they were going to be the essential part of the offense where they were going to do big scoring, and we didn't necessarily need Cam Thompson to be a 28-29 point scorer. So in his absence, which is, you know what I'm saying, big absence, but I mean, five out of 15 games, Cam Thompson played does probably play Orlando just now. So, you know, just see our record without Cam Thomas. I don't know the exact record, but last time I checked, it was like three and four or three and five or something like that. You know what I mean, I can't remember. I'm not accurate. But case in point is the consistency out of CJ and John Bridges to be 20 point scorers is essential for us winning. There, I like I like uh, Claxton developing a little midi. If, if you think that by the end of the season, Claxton can develop a, a mid range. All right, man. Shout out to Talking Nets, man. I'm probably in the chat. Big Fan Breezy. We're going to book um, Big Fan, Fan Breezy to join us. Um, I think like two years ago, we tried to have Big Fan Breezy on. Um, um, just to answer his question, our record without Cam Thomas is now uh, it's five and five and four. So, I mean, it's not too bad. Uh, we'll take that. I mean, it, it, it was sort of that. We lost to the teams that we expected to lose Bro, to. Plans so, change. Cam is a bucket. I don't know yeah. one Nets fan that doesn't like Cam Thomas. Plans change. Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson not being the leading scorers and Cam Thomas coming out having three games in a row where he scored 30 points. I'd rather watch him play like that. Like, oh, yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind watching him run it up. I've been watching the Nets and, and what's been lacking, what's been missing for me is that young man, 24. Like, let's get him back, and and I think the vibes overall will be better and we'll be able to steal some games and compete with some teams. I know the, the, the narrative around it is, okay, the Nets don't win these games when Cam goes off like that, but maybe they'll figure out how. All right, last voicemail. Yo, what's good, Keith? What's good, Alex? Uh, this is your boy Rahala here. Yo, Rahala. so real quick, I love the end-season tournament. I think it's a success. Uh, obviously, I hope uh, next year will get better. Uh, they got to make them play at least – Twice each other, each each group standing. I feel, I think the the whole uh, point differential thing is a. Uh, although I I see how it's necessary, but with this current format, it's no good. So you know, kind of bummed out about that. But overall, my Nets, I'm loving it. I love how they're playing. We out here cooking, and uh, yeah, we got to keep it going, man. That's pretty much it. Hopefully, we get Cam back soon, and see how this team is flowing. And uh, side note, side note, yo, you know, I always got to do my side note, yo. Yo, I just love how reporters are still asking questions to, like, ex-superstar net players about about the Nets out here, man. And, you know, giving their opinions and stuff, saying that they want to get the hell out of here. You know what, bro? We all know. We already know. That's a beat. Not to beat the past, the past so much, but 
we all know that Katie and Kyrie did not want to leave. They did not want to leave. They want to run the town. Instead, the town run them over. That's it, babe, guys. Have a good one. Later. Thank you. Past is in the past. And, yeah, you know, things just didn't work out. And it is what it is. Um, I would love to see the 30 for 30 in the future about this. We will. I mean, they make all these NBA docs. All All I tell people is KD signed his extension. When he came back from Tokyo or whatever it was, he signed his extension. He was planning on being here for four years. Um, it just didn't work out, bro. Uh, a pandemic hit. COVID hit. A vaccination mandate hit the city. James Harden wanted to go to the booty club, right? He wanted to be uh, on private jets. Look at look at the whole saga with him and Daryl Morey, bro. Like he, he left to go run to his pops who was letting him do everything. And then that whole thing blew up. And then when all is said and done, more is said and done, the Brooklyn Nets end up with womp, 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 Ben Simmons. I mean, like, I mean, like, stuff up. I mean, look at, look at what, look at what James Harden's doing right now. So, um, it was, it it was probably the biggest lose, lose trade probably ever. Uh, yeah. yeah. A, A laughable, uh, three, four years, a laughable three, three, four years. So, all right. Um, that's all we've got. Appreciate you guys pulling up. People throwing money in the chat. Subscribe, like on your way out. And uh, we'll be back after the next couple games, man. Like I said, as football winds down, uh, we'll get better at scheduling these. Uh, we do one at least once a week, but I want to get to the point where we're doing two a week. Uh, I think what Alex and I will do is like look at December and look at our own schedules with our you know shifts at WFAN, with our personal life, and say, all right, let's – you know, look at the game schedule and plan to, you know, book this. I remember I used to do that with Hudson. I did that with Robin too. Like, yo, these are the dates and times that we just got to commit to, to do talking nets. And then once we can get this consistently going more, um, maybe the team will win consistently more. And we do this for the Nets fans and the community in the chat, the talking Nets fans and the talking Nets people that are watching right now. Appreciate y'all. That's all we've got. Uh, Leave a voicemail. Let me see if I can throw that banner up. Leave a voicemail for the next episode. Follow Talking Nets everywhere. And uh, I'll see you at the arena. I got to get back to the game. Tomorrow night is uh, the 50-year hip-hop anniversary. I wonder who's going to be performing at halftime. They're going to give away one of those little mini courts. That'll be dope. So uh, maybe I'll be able to get over there if, if my wife and my baby don't need me here, which never happens. Let's go, Nets. Let's go, Nets. Brooklyn.